Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. I hope you are all well and healthy uh, uh, and practicing social distancing. This is uh, another edition of uh, Conversations with Educators on the COVID-19 uh, Frontline. Today's guest will be uh, Dr. Lisa Savoya from the Keyport School District in Monmouth County, uh, and we'll talk to her about how her district um, made some of the transition. So, first of all, why don't I welcome Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bray. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, that's great. Um, okay, for those people who uh, may not be uh, familiar with Keyport, can you just give us a little, mm-hmm. a little brief synopsis of uh, the district? Yes, I have to say I'm very fortunate. I am in a 1.4-mile-square district. We serve students in pre-K to 12. However, our diversity is something I pride us on. We have anywhere from students who live in um, subsidized housing assistance to two-parent educated families in this small little community. So we do have an immense amount of diversity, and uh, we pride ourselves in working collaboratively with them to educate their children. So it is a cute little town with a lot of great charm to it. Okay, and uh, and you're not you've had to dealt with adversity. I remember we first met during Super Sam, uh, Sandy, and you guys had a lot to yeah. deal with back then too. You know, I uh, forgot but, about that for a second until you until you brought that up. Yes, you're correct. So, uh, but this is a little this is a little different ball game here. Uh, so, um, a lot of these things happen it seems to happen uh, very quickly, and and then. <laughs> With ever-increasing speed, when did you start to first say, okay, what am I going to do? It was a few weeks before uh, we actually closed schools. And it was I want to say it was Friday the 13th that we actually made the decision in the evening. All of the Monmouth County superintendents met that day. And when we closed that meeting, and I want to say that, um, you know, Les Richens and Chuck Sampson, everybody that we work with collaboratively, was there was probably like a 60-40 split that people were going into that closing. Um, and by the end of business day, that increased dramatically. Um, the health department was there. So I would say to you that that particular day, the 13th, we did uh, be, decide to close in the evening. But prior to that, a few weeks before, we started to have conversation about making a plan. And mm-hmm. probably the Monday before we started to really finalize or not, I wouldn't even say finalize because it's a working document. We really started to memorialize what we'd need to do and uh, decided that we would do early dismissals on the 12th and 13th of March to provide our teachers and staff time to prepare for us possibly closing for two, at least three week time period of time. And, uh, uh... What were some of the obstacles that you probably occurred? I mean, uh, do you have a one-to-one uh, program at your district, or well, we do have grade six to twelve one-to-one. We have the one of the okay. obstacles was uh, connectivity, and when we had made some phone calls to some of the providers, they were like, there, "There's nothing out there." So then we were actually at the point where we were going to go into a relationship with an outside organization organization to purchase hotspots. Well, within days of us almost committing to that, within a day of us almost committing to that, uh, everything opened up, and we checked again with Optimum and some other providers just to make sure, and believe it or not, they had said at that point, they'd give us 60 days of free Internet. So that really opened up things. 
Um, and then at that point, we needed to communicate with a lot of our families. So some of the obstacles are also the fact that we do have um, a bilingual population, primarily Spanish. However, um, we all pulled together and really started to develop our communication resources, whether it be a survey, whether it be a letter, and always made sure we had it um, in, in, in Spanish and in English. Um, so that we could uh, keep everybody apprised and we really direct them to the website for the primary source of information. But those were some of the obstacles. The biggest obstacle was connectivity and then developing a way to feed our children because with such a high rate of free and reduced lunch in the district, uh, we knew that there were people that were going to were dependent on, the, on that food and we were able to work collaboratively with our food service provider to put something in place for that. Now, how do you do that? That was going to be my next question because I, I kind of knew – uh, you have a significant, you're around 50% uh, mm-hmm. free and reduced. So how did you work that out? Do you do that every day? Uh, was it an everyday Well, what we thing, did, we, it... we evolved with that, Ray. We evolved with that. It was kind of interesting in the beginning. We had people coming to the school, and we had a very um, a social distancing procedure in place. Uh, that was really very di- direct and, and, and precise. And why I say our pandemic plan is evolving is because we did change that. We ended up being able to work with the Rain Foundation, a local organization in Hazlitt, to help us deliver food. So one of our, my data specialist, uh, administrative assistant guru, lives in the town. I've grown up in the Bayshore area, and she made zones for the Rain Foundation, and we were able to start delivering food. And we at first did that on a two- or three-day basis. Then we moved to five days because parents weren't coming out to get the, the food, and students were slightly embarrassed, and we didn't want that to happen. We wanted them to have that discretion. And by the delivery, the amount of people reaching out for food delivery has increased dramatically. And that really is thanks to the RAIN Foundation for helping us deliver. Okay. Uh, now, one of the hard things for this is, um, you know, we, we have brick-and-mortar buildings, in-person mm-hmm. instruction, and now we're asking our staff to do everything virtually. Uh, how mm-hmm. did that transition? Uh, what platform do your teachers use? A lot of our district is Google One certified, so I would say to you that we progress with that uh, very much in the beginning. Uh, the distribution of Chromebooks to our st- each staff member had their own Chromebook, but for students, we needed to shift very quickly to be providing the uh, actual hardware. In fact, I just bagged up three for tomorrow morning. We have an ongoing form that's on our website, and parents, as they're progressing through this, it's continuous. People. Um, thought that maybe they had enough resources in their house and don't. So ongoing, I just had a staff member actually meet me at the door, um, and we have a secure process for that to distribute another Chromebook for her because hers was going down, and we wanted her to be able to meet with the students. Long story short, providing them open access, open door, having them be able to reach out to us, providing them support on things like passwords and just Zoom or Google Meet or whatever it is being open to getting them the answers they need, I think that that's really one of our strongest assets is that we are open to answering any questions, supporting them, and it's ongoing. It truly is ongoing. What are uh, Did uh, any of the teachers or other administrators do anything that kind of like even caught you by surprise saying, wow, they went an extra mile? Uh, that uh, you were really impressed. 
you give me a couple You know, examples? it sounds cliche, Ray. It, it sounds cliche, but you really are only as strong as your team. And us working together on that pandemic plan, collaborating with the Board of Education, and just having the support, including the borough, everybody working collaboratively. As far as my administration is concerned, they are Jack and Jane's of all trades. I would say to you that, golly gee, um, you know, I'm right here in the trenches. They're working remotely. They know that, um, you know, we just have team things. I would have to say to you, not one particular thing, but just the camaraderie and the, uh, you know, the willingness to admit if you don't know something and to go search that out and to get those answers, I think is one of the things I'm the most, most proud of. Um, we figured out a way to distribute Chromebooks one day and the tech uh, specialist was like, let's do this QR code. They fill out the form. We had it through the garage. Custodian surprised me because he was bilingual. He was trilingual working with parents. So I'd say to you, it's not just even the admin team. I have teachers that are so impressive. Their Google Classrooms are outstanding. And the measures they go to to interact with kids is, God, I feel like I'm on a soapbox, but I'm just so proud. I mean, even if it's our KPS, uh, we have a, a survey that we conducted, or we put together, and we pushed out, right? Our families are now reaching out to us. They at first wanted spring break ideas, 400 hits on that one. But now we have them filling it out still continuously as a way to reach out to us if they need support on technology, if they need support on food, if they've established in their household a positive case. So I'd say to you, um, we came together because of the team that, that – we work with, I work with, and I'm proud to lead. I can't think of just one particular thing. There's just so many. And, and that's not normal for a superintendent to be uh, speechless when it comes to that. But I would tell you <laughs> that we just, I know it's a rarity. We, we like to talk. Um, but I would say to you that whatever I might not think of somebody else does, and we just give each other kudos. Good idea. Thank you. Great idea. Okay, yes, we can do that. And just really having a, a democratic approach to leadership because you know what your team again is only as strong you're only as strong as your team i i do feel i've heard that from a lot of the administrators is that it's uh the entire team educational team from top to bottom has really just been focused on servicing the kids uh mm -hmm. and putting kind of all our other uh sometimes issues aside at least for Absolutely. Early. We're in the middle of collective bargaining right now. Absolutely. Um, we're waiting. We, we had an agreement from our KEA, um, an MOU, and we're waiting to ratify. It, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Um, working with the borough, uh, if they need to borrow Chromebooks, le uh, sending them out to them. Um, our Ed Foundation is sponsoring uh, lawn signs for our seniors and our eighth graders. Um, I'd say to you that's I'm so excited, and that turned out to be a little bit bumpy because of some issues we had, but presentation systems came to the rescue, and we will be making those signs and surprising all those 12th graders and 8th graders on Friday with all of the lawn signs just to boost their spirits during this. So I'd say to you that, you know what, like you said before, many, many administrators are saying it's a collective effort. It, it really is. There's not one person. It is all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um – just a little touch on the the signs for the 12th and 8th graders. I, I yeah. think those are the students that I um, that most people relate to uh, mm -hmm. and think of. It's because it, they have all those little celebrations of their graduation year uh, that mm -hmm. or normally have, have a lot of normal uh, celebrations. They're not going to have them this mm -hmm. year, uh, or at right. least 
It looks like they're not going to have 90%. It, it's going to look very different. Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, yes, I, I would agree with you that, that there's going to be definitely some differences in what it looks like. What are some of the things um, that kind of keep you up at night uh, as we move forward with this? <sighs> some of the concerns that you have um, that uh, as we move forward or even down the road when we open back up? But you know what the it, big concerns? Um, you know what we are, Keyport is always that town that grows. Um, we want to meet all targets, and, um, you know, I use CUSAC as an example. But one thing the county has always prided this district on is our growth, okay? Um, we definitely need to always grow more. Uh, we want to hit – everybody wants green bars. Everybody wants student achievement to increase because of the fact that then they can take care of us later in society. However, I would say to you that one of the biggest things is what, what transitioning back looks like. Um, whether that means academically, socially, or emotionally. Are we going to have orientations for each grade? Are we going to be back on a split session? Are we going to, um, you know, have a graduation in August? Are we continuing with our birthday drive-bys for, for little pe- friends who have their birthdays? So, what, again, really what worries me is the unknown. However, I believe we are having the right conversations for learners and for staff so that when the governor does give us guidance, we'll be able to update our plan and modify our plan to really do a lot of hard work because this is really going to be something that is not over in three months. You know, Mm -hmm. the data that's going to be missing so that we can monitor student progress, placement. Um, Again, what the instructional day looks like, how you're gonna support them from a counseling perspective. This is a traumatic experience for a lot of students. Parents are losing jobs. So, again, I would say to summarize, what keeps me up is planning for providing these kids the best opportunities possible with so much unknown. Yeah. And what about the social-emotional um, issues with the students? Actually, I guess I would uh, say also with the staff, as this continues on, mm-hmm. uh, this, is a, this mm-hmm. is a tough time for all of us. It is very much so. I would say to you one of our district goals is, uh, you know, student-centered, and we've really focused on social-emotional learning. We have Keyport.com, and that's a website, uh, a a site that Mr. Palumbo, our director of guidance, created. Parents and students are going to all of that for virtual yoga, resources, and we had that up and running, but it definitely took a turn as far as our action steps to attain that goal. Um, That's up and running. Our articulation with uh, Bayshore Community Center, with counseling on site, trying to keep that teletherapy going, Um, group sessions on Google Meet, you know, all of those supportive things for students as well as staff. Um, staff Staff-wise, you have families who they have – mates and or family members who are medical professionals and they're, you know, self-quarantining there and working their job and edu- and, and homeschooling their children. Uh, so to be honest with you, it's really having an open door policy for our staff, having them be able to articulate with us if they need something, how we can support them. I do a lot of Zoom meetings. Uh, you know, I've met with several groups of students to ease their anxiety Um, Just because we are small and I can do those things, they know who I am. But really making sure that our website is up to date with all resources for students and parents and staff because a lot of people lean on us. We are the hub. I mean, it's a two-building district in a 1.4-mile square town. A lot happens here. 
So we, we tend to be resources for everybody, and I think that that is something I'm very, very proud of because that's just as important, if you will, to have that infrastructure of social-emotional. We talk about kids learning to read um, and then being able to do anything. If we build those correct or those appropriate social-emotional foundational skills, then they are, can articulate in their own way what their needs are. And that's really the important thing, having them talk, having them talking so that we can assist in any way. I was taking uh, – um, it seems that you have a what – you have a forum. How, how do parents and the students and actually staff communicate with the school district administration? Is it through the do you or are there a couple different means? Because you just said you did. Oh, one of the ways that we did, yeah, parents? we do. We do Zoom. We do email. We actually have directions that went out to all of our staff on how um, everybody can answer their phone calls here, and they calls mm -hmm. to parents so that you know that confidentiality is maintained as well. Um, our building principals and, and VPs have made direct calls to, I want to say, almost every parent, um, as well as school counselors. Everybody's doing their th – that direct interaction is, is just as important as, you know, a remote interaction. Them knowing they can call. Um, I, I do come to work every day. I am fortunate that my office is separate from both buildings, and I can um, social isolate over here, follow those distancing rules. But – I have been – people call here now. Now the parents know if they see my car. They know they can mm -hmm. call. They do call. They can't get on the portal. They don't have food. They need something. Um, you know, one child left their eyeglasses. We were able to go get them for that, for that child. And you would have thought what we did, but it was just what we do. Like, it, it wasn't anything that great. It was just providing them the resources they needed to be to reduce their anxiety. Okay. Any uh, final thoughts? Anything I didn't ask you that, you, or that you wanted to talk about in your district, or uh, any final thoughts as we move, uh, we come to the end of this uh, podcast? But any thoughts mm -hmm. that you might have? You know, I think that again, it's important to be humble. It's important to be to be a good listener. It's important to pay attention. And I'd say to you that I'm obviously particular to Monmouth County, but whether it's the Department of Ed, whether it's my the Board of Education, whether it's the borough, whether it's the staff, I really think my final thoughts is just keep the lines of communication open and be open to suggestions because as we go through this, some of your best ideas can come from somebody else. So be patient, be direct, and be transparent. Parents really enjoy that and, you know, what that's gotten, uh, gotten us through the experience so far. No, I, I would say that's a pretty good set of rules for everything, um, not mm -hmm. just a, a, a pandemic. Um, yeah. I like to thank yeah, I like to thank you, Lisa, and good luck with the the rest of the school year, whenever it starts or ends. Yeah, whenever uh, that I, is I, and what I, it looks I, like. I, yes. I, I, I'm not going to put any money down on anything, uh, but mm. good luck. Uh, no, so good thank luck. you, Ryan. Uh, thank you. All right, and uh, that brings us to the end of this um, program, and I hope you enjoyed listening to Dr. Lisa Savoya from the Keyport School District, and I hope you all have a good afternoon. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.